episode seven of Sports Banter with Mr. Peanut and the Polar Bear. <laughs> and the Polar Bear. We're both excited because Ooh, we just got some we, great news. Yeah, we're going to come out of the gates <laughs> scorching hot today. Yeah, we are. Because this literally happened like 20 seconds ago. Our guy, Fernando Tatis Jr. That's right. 14 years, 300 million of these guys. Uh, dude, the Padres. Of are, these guys. I don't know what's Who going on. I don't know. The San Diego Yankees. <laughs> I don't know. Talk about an offseason. Yeah. Oh, my I mean, God. Even without that, we were already going to talk about the Padres offseason for this like start of the podcast. I mean, I and think, now here we go. I yeah. think it's so crazy because I think there was like trickles of this. It's beyond crazy. Yeah. It's just there is – I think everybody thought like if we're going to do this, we got to get him in early. I, I'm almost at a loss for words at how excited I am. But we have to get him in early. We got to hope they're in talks, which everybody mm-hmm. said like – at the end of this the season, like what you, what you were saying at the beginning, like three months ago, they were like, "Okay, we're going to talk to Tatis." Yes, nothing happened, and then I was like, "Okay, you know, it's probably because he has so much time left on his rookie deal or whatever, yeah. so they don't have to." And here we are. Yeah, we just we just, <laughs> we just did it. <laughs> we just did this season. Now. We get shit this done. Is unbelievable. Really? The pitchers and catchers reported like today or yesterday. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be more excited. I think this last season was such. An uplifting season for mm-hmm. so many Padres fans. So fun, like first of all, and that's exactly what I was just about to kind of lead into. Is that season was so fun, like you said, and uplifting to a lot of Padres fans. This season, the the mark is very high, mm-hmm. and everybody and what the Padres right. have been doing in the off season has definitely kind of like all right, like this, this is turning is into it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like I think I said this last podcast too. This is definitely the best Padre team that we've ever seen mm-hmm. and yeah you know you could say 98 we were five um shout out to tony Gwynn though san diego legend but this team like collaboratively is one of the best depth wise teams i've ever like i think they're, they gotta be top three in the mlb there's probably uh, yeah. dodgers i mean they put out like rankings even, quote yeah. unquote and uh, i'm pretty Maybe sure we're we were at, at number two well i'm pretty sure we were either at 92 99 or 98 yeah, and I honestly mean, i don't think anybody else was up there besides the, the dodgers it's which. just like nitpicking at this yeah. point of what we don't have because we have gone out and got let's just go through it shall we blake snell he's the name guy i'm not blake so. snell <laughs> rays could have won possibly game six love they had that. Left that's him probably one of my favorite love that ad mm-hmm. lefty as well uh you darvish um former dodger actually also former cub yep he's a great arm to have Great middle um, of the re- middle of the lineup guy as well. And by the way, the last year and a half he's been pitching lights out. Uh, yeah. Before that, he had some shoulder issues or elbow issues with the the Cubs. But I I mean, from what he's been, how he's been playing, I am excited about it. Meticulous pitcher. And, he's got a lot of control. Yeah. And the thing I really like about him is that he can go really into depth. Mm-hmm. Like he can. He, if you need like five, maybe six or seven innings out of him, he may be able to. He can oh, yeah. do that. Um, you know, on a consistent basis, who's to say? His track record for for depth for me is huge. He's yeah. got five or six pitches too, which is yeah. insane to have in the major league level to have six things or five things you can go to like confidently. So we got him too. He's also um, a pretty prideful pitcher too. I yeah. feel like he's not. He's somebody that wants to close out an inning and, and things like that. Another just great offseason move we got him in a trade with his his like personal catcher victor caratini 
who him and Noel are going to be great. Isn't um, that crazy? Like, I want my – it's like Tiger and his caddy. Yeah. You know, pretty, like, <laughs> make sure this guy's coming with me. Yeah. I don't come unless my guy comes. <laughs> yeah. And the Cubs are like, oh, yeah, sure. Sure, whatever. You know, Send him. Give us, like, your – 18th best prospect and we'll we're okay with that that's how the cubs do business so yeah they got another bat too like caratini is a solid hitter don't quote me on it i think he batted like around 260 or he was uh contreras's backup last you know year. as long as for me as long as a catcher can at least get on base or mm-hmm. move he has a runner, the ability to if there's a guy in second like he i'm thinking he's got a, at least the opportunity to get a double exactly. or a single so he's got that kind Helps of bat. Us out in the end switch hitter as well keep it rolling Hey Sung Kim from the you know Korean baseball league. He's supposed to be a stud. Swooped him up in the free agency sweepstakes. We got Jerickson pro pro far back. Did not keep Rosenthal the closer. We went with Mark Melanson. Melan Melan. I don't know how to say. But he was with the Pirates forever. He's been all around, but just a seasoned uh, closer arm. We also Pomeranz back. We have a lot of guys coming back, too, as yeah. long as with these additions. Because, I mean, literally, if you were a fan of any other team, which we kind of like, I'm a Cubs and your Orioles, everyone was looking to what the Padres were doing this offseason. Yeah. And that was the first time ever. Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny you brought that up because that's what I was just about to say is it, there's so many people that are kind of in awe, but also saying to themselves, what's next? You know? Yeah. And honestly, I mean, this is icing on the cake with we started off with Fernando Tastis getting in there and. We everybody was surrounding how, themselves with that. It's amazing. Like I like we said and like we've talked about off camera, like we're in various chats around mm-hmm. with people that we know in San Diego and it's just like this massive excitement of what this team could be. Um every game is gonna be fun to watch. It's you know, it's a normal season this year and I mean we should be right there in it, like we're talking about. I think something too that I'm Again, this is something that I've asked a lot of people. What's the situation? Things like that. A lot of hand movements in this video here. Um, yeah, you're really moving today. That's how you can sense these. <laughs> that's, I'm excited. A, that's a $300 million deal right now. Yeah, I think for me, is, as, as all these moves have been made, and you're talking about excitement and people looking out for what we want to do, I'm hoping and praying that we're able to actually physically mm. see it. Oh my gosh. I mean, um, I mean because think uh, about it. I mean, you just brought it up how you're in a Padres group chat. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, think about that Padres group chat. That's, I don't know how many guys or people are in that group chat, but that's at least four people that want to see a mm-hmm. game. That's every game at that. Exactly. Yeah. That's, I'm just, that's a very minute comment for that because of San Diego. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's so much. Electricity. I, yeah, and I also too, and I, I hate to bring this up, but like Qualcomm being torn down, I think brings a lot of nostalgia mm-hmm. to the Padres of people wanting to watch the Padres at Qualcomm. You know, and I think that's just it's just feeding into this huge aura around the team. There is definitely an aura. Yeah, and I just again I'm I'm I'm, I'm fired hope, up, man. I, I want to go to as many games if I'm able to as possible. I'll get the COVID test. I'll do whatever you yeah. need me to do. I, I mean, mean, oh my God. Can you imagine in the normal world if we started the season? We normally don't. But if we started the season on like opening day versus the Dodgers, like that game would be, that'd be, like, a, that'd be a NLCS game yeah. like, type atmosphere. Yeah. Or whenever they meet the first time, if that was normal. Whew. By the way, we're coming for that ass. Oh, yeah. We are coming for that ass. <laughs> yes, we are. World Series, that's in the past, baby. We're the hungry ones. Yes. We're the hungry ones climbing, making all the moves. I said this before with a few other people. I said, 
uh well it was with another player at the time but i said if this if i if Preller made one more move like let's just start building a statue right now um tatis 13 years could be statue worthy i don't know i mean <laughs> he's done literally everything he has what more could you want out of a general manager for your team honestly i mean it's just oh man i don't even know what to say i, I'm not a, I don't think i'm not a lot of like words. at the even if he's dead wrong on everything and the Padres don't win the World Series, let's say the, the worst of the worst happens, they don't even make the playoffs. He put all the chips down to make try to make something happen, gave us something to discuss and be excited about. I mean, that's that's really all I want out of my team. And I'm just going to ping on this. is Leading into the Tingler like era mm. of Padres, everybody said like Preller's kind of on it. He's on his way out. Yeah. The Padres are basically a prove it year last year. Exactly. The Padres are sick of being a subpar to below Mm -hmm. par team. We have this huge, you know, farm system. A lot of people are saying, quote unquote. Uh, And I think personally, I I wasn't into Tingler that much. I didn't know much about him. I know he was an assistant at the Rangers, I think. Mm, So just having unknowingness of who this guy is. And how that team was going to be. Exactly. And I just... Honestly, like in the beginning of the last year's season, I've had conversations with numerous people and I was saying, this tingler isn't going to send us to anywhere. 100%. And and I'm not the only one that said that. There's numerous amounts of people out there that I've talked to. I'm not saying everybody, every Padre fan thought the same that I did, but (laughs) I think we were in a situation. I think it was a fair, you know, question mark though. It's, we we never get like the splash big name manager and that's what I thought. I was like... That's just another guy that we try to make a great manager, and it's not going to work. Yeah. Um, but I'm, AJ I'm, Green. I'm totally ugh, Andy Green. Even. Hey, AJ yeah. Green's in the Bengals, but Sorry, maybe man. maybe he can coach baseball for us. Yeah. Um, I'm, but I'm in on Singler now. I don't know where you stand. You know, does lightning hit twice? That's what I right. want to see. I think what has happened though, and this is this is my biggest thing, is in baseball, if you're able to bring those guys mm-hmm. together to be able to perform as well as they can, that is really hard to do. I think in football it's a little bit easier. You have, you know, there's a lot of personalities in football, but I will say the NFL, and I, I a lot of people are gonna hate me for saying this, but the NFL kind of subdues that a little bit. Where with baseball, people have been seeking this new type mm-hmm. of baseball player. And the and the MLB is so traditional with they're trying to squash that. But as fans, we're saying, screw that, pull it out. Mm-hmm. Like, we want to see the bat flips. Honestly, like, I hate to say it. <laughs> I want to see a lot more shit talking, if you oh, will. Oh, for sure. Um, it's the best. Yeah. And baseball I, fights are actually the coolest ones, even though, like, 98 percent of the time nothing happens they just kind of go out there and like what's up man no you what's up yeah exactly it's (laughs) a pushing match but to have like 40 guys out there like about to do something it's when you're actually at the game it's like the coolest thing you can see and something else that you brought up too is you were saying about guys wanting to guys we had a lot of guys stay or are coming Mm -hmm. back that's kind of a a tip of your cap to saying we see something here Mm -hmm. and that to me is Exactly. That to me is kind of a huge pat on the back, but also kind of an uplifting feel like guys want to be, yeah, Yeah. to Tingler guys want to be here. Now who's to say it's not just him, his coaches and things like that. But I mean, he's leading the charge again. I'd love to see how this season goes. I'm always a little skeptical with new year, new coaches. As I said before on this, on our podcast is I give a coach no matter what at any level. I give them two to three years to see what Mm -hmm. they can really do. It's going to be exciting. And I think he's, you know, I think he's got a lot to prove, but I think he's got 
the right assets in the right mm -hmm. spot. So yeah. And to that point, I just think he. It seems that the players enjoy playing for him. If you watch the Padres last year, they're having a blast in the dugout. Yeah. With the bat flips and you know, uh, Machado and Tatis are obviously like the two key leaders of the team. Just based on ability and you know type of guys they are. That that camaraderie is something special when you're on yeah. that type of team. And I think that's what drew the Padres to have success last year and you know win that. Our first series in you know god knows how long i think it was 98 actually but tingler is a massive part of that if you don't if you have a manager that's you know he manages and you play and like you don't really co-mingle then i don't i don't think that fits and i don't think that's what tingler does so i'm gonna give credit to preller again and say that tingler was that type of guy that's he's a relationship yeah. guy number one and you know with the culture they're trying to build and what happened last year uh there's no reason to go in pessimistic some things can certainly go wrong but i'm all optimistic for the padres season and who gives a shit about the dodgers we're we're not we were right there yeah i think too just like just to kind of add this to it is everything when you were talking about like players want to be around him those were things that i heard about him when mm -hmm. he was with the rangers that in itself is pretty cool but also too it's kind of a little street cred to him in a young team that we have so mm -hmm. great point i think it's just going to be really interesting to see where this goes i'm i can't say how excited i am for this <laughs> i thought you were gonna go like i can't stand the dodgers <laughs> no i can't was, stand the dodgers <laughs> that's a series that i want to watch all year that's i'm excited that baseball is a full baseball season based on the fact we get to see the dodgers more than what was it four times and you know they kind of handle us like they, they handled us last year i think it's a completely different ball game when we were right there yeah. in the nlds with them it's it's uh we've seen you now we're gonna match up and go toe-to-toe -to -toe with you and we're gonna see who's better but yeah if you're I, if you're in our dugout and you're facing off against them i mean i don't think anyone's intimidated no i'll say this fuck that the pot <laughs> the, the, the dodgers were definitely afraid because they started making moves after we made a huge move and who's to say those moves weren't already in place mm -hmm. or already in motion, if you will. But you know what? When you start making moves after we made some huge transitions within our organization, that shows you're a little scared. That's a great point. And they, I'm going to fucking they, say it. <laughs> I, love, no, I love that because I think for sure that the Padres were making all these moves and the Dodgers probably sat back and like, you know, those are some good moves, but we're still better. Whatever. You know, we kept making moves, kept getting different pitchers. Um, you know, Lamette's coming back. So they they were forced, we kind of forced their hand to sign Trevor Bauer to a giant deal, which if you look at the stats, he's not even statistically, besides last year, he's not even that great over the last five years. And we forced their hand to sign him to a $300 million deal for three years. And he could opt out each year. And, and his know, last year, two years ago, he wasn't that good of a pitcher. So, so I mean, you know, I'm not going to say we're going to do amazing off him or suggest that he's not going to do well this year. But I'll say that the Dodgers knew that going in with that same exact team probably wasn't enough to take down the Padres. So they made the moves, had to do it. I was going to say last year, the way that season was uh -huh. kind of revitalized that baseball fan energy. Just the fact that everyone was in a pennant race basically. So um, with the Padres doing well in that and getting the first playoff berth in a while, uh, you know, like we've talked about the whole time, there's so much excitement yeah. and that this team is better on paper going into this year. And we might even see Mackenzie Gore this year. Mm -hmm. Not sure what the situation is there, but this is the most excited I've been for a Padres season in my life. I agree. I don't even know what else to say <laughs> because there's so much 
I, we keep talking about this excitement, and I think it's because as Padre fans, we've never experienced mm-hmm. it. It's oh, it's very new. And great point. Um, during the playoff run last year, tell me how fun that Cardinal series Dude, was for everybody. It I was mean, amazing. <laughs> everyone in the community was out watching the game somewhere. Um, you know, it was a blast. You're watching with friends that you haven't even been in a play, like you haven't watched playoffs for your team. Ever. Yeah, like because we're all Padre fans, so uh, you know we've never had that experience, and it was awesome to actually win. Uh, you know, a mini series, whatever, but to actually have a you know that week of oh the Padres are playing Tuesday, like can't wait, and you have that excitement. Let me clear day. my schedule. Then you're <laughs> nervous. Then you're sweating. Yes, but. I mean, that's that's what you want. That's, you want your team to be involved, and we're involved. We are, and it's there's not much more to say. I mean, we're excited. I just I just want that Dodger blue. I just want it. I want I know. it so we're bad. Gonna get it. We're and gonna we're going to get it. I think we've covered that thoroughly. The excitement professionally. for Yes, exactly. <laughs> Very professionally. And, yeah, hopefully we can get our asses in there, because I will have a hot dog with relish and onions. And maybe some nachos and Brian's pain. So there you go. <laughs> Just an interesting point, I guess. Uh, Draymond Green in the NBA completely shifting gears here. Totally, baseball's different. done. Now we're in the NBA. <laughs> That's sports banter, baby. That's right. Maybe motocross is next. No, I don't know much though. Um, I know, I know, a, I know a little bit. <laughs> I know um, a little to stay dangerous. So Draymond Green had a press conference. Uh, I don't know. Recently. And basically, was he was night. just kind of going off on the double standard that exists between owners and players. It's very similar in every sport where, uh, you know, you get a guy that requests a trade, let's say James Harden, Anthony Davis, uh, and, you know, he's booed every time he gets on the court or the fans or they, they don't like him because, you know, he wants to leave their team. And it's purely on the player. I will say this. Let me just jump in really quick. That as a That as a fan, you have the right to do that. You know what I mean? Continue. <laughs> okay. Um, you certainly do. I think, but here's here's what get, makes it complicated. Yes, is there we that go. And this is where the I'm... organization, uh, you know, for whatever reason, and basketball players are divas, what have you, but for whatever reason, that player doesn't want to be in that uh, place anymore. And we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, contract-wise, whatever. You know, the organization has a responsibility to those star athletes as well to align them with a team that has a chance to win a championship. Houston had no chance. I mean, they no. were a middle-of-the-road team at best. And then Draymond Green's point is that, you know, James Harden's getting scolded for wanting to leave Houston. And then at the same time, the Cavs are holding out Andre Drummond from playing the actual game because they're going to trade him in the future. Hasn't been traded yet. So they're taking, they're holding him as, like, an asset. Yeah. And, and it, you know, and no one talks about that is his point. Yeah. So what do we think here? I mean, so back to my point of like a, a fan booing somebody that doesn't want to be in, you know, in your city. Mm-hmm. As a fan, you have all right to say that because, you know, let, let's, I mean, let's just say it, right? Like, let's say Tatis didn't want to be here. Yeah. If well, he's, no, no, let's do Eli Manning. Oh, How there you that? go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to, I mean, New York's, New York. I actually went to that game when he uh, played the Chargers in Clockham for the first time. Yeah. It was amazing. Foam fingers, middle fingers to Eli Manning. And, yeah. like, I totally felt it. I still don't understand why you don't want to play football in San Diego. What's the issue, Clearly, it's bro? an organization thing. Yes. So. Which is actually, I didn't yeah. even think about that. That's actually a really good point. It's some. It's a It's a way to equate it to another sport. Yeah. But also, too, on such a dramatic field because of, 
Eli, you know, the Chargers suck. Their organization, <laughs> their organization. He might have been right. I mean, yeah. he won two Super Bowls and we didn't. Yeah, but. and it shows how much of an issue that he saw from an external yeah, side his family. of the organization. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with basketball, for me, I think with basketball, and I, I kind of I kind of brought this up just a little bit earlier with how much more, you know, even in baseball, you have those personalities that are much more like they're – they don't, I don't want to say subdued, but I'd said it earlier, like the NFL will work to subdue mm-hmm. a crazy person, you know, yeah. not like crazy yeah, yeah, lunatic, yeah. but you get what I'm saying. Somebody that's a, uh, eccentric in their mm-hmm. own way. But in the NBA, you have more of a platform. I think, you know, you, you, you know, there's not as many guys on the team, which, you right. know, you have, I don't want to say limited personalities, but honestly, the starting five are the guys that you're going to listen to. And just the fact that, you know, like he said, you, you you say this, you're ostracized. You say that, you're ostracized. Yeah. If you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't in that situation. And for me, I just think the fact that you aren't going to play someone based off of that and he has to sit there, I, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's just my kind of frustration, if you will, yeah. for it. I mean, so frustrated with the ownership yeah. and understanding the fans, you know, reaction to a player wanting to leave. I just think that, you know, when a if a player wants to go, fine, that's whatever. The organization should share some sort of responsibility with that. Instead of it's all put on the player, like he's a bad guy. Yeah. I mean, some of them are, sure, but not all of them are. No. You know, we don't know, like we said, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Yeah, I mean, look at J.J. Watt if you want to equate it to something <laughs> like that. Or Deshaun, or Deshaun Watson. Watson. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's, it's. I think the narrative, what Draymond was trying to say, is that the players are the bad guy and the you know, the team, the organization, since there's not like a real face unless it's the owner yeah. who, you know, controls everything, they don't have the same media, you know, the same responsibility to explain themselves all the time and they just kind of sit. Nor do they even want to. Yeah, they just kind of sit back and they're like, okay, like, whatever. I'm going to the game. Yeah. You're playing for me. Yeah. I mean, that and, actually might be the kind of the sense of And that. I think what I wanted to get across is I would, it would just be better if they were more transparent about it. Tra- and trading is part of the league. I'm not saying, you know, let's coddle everybody. And <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you are going to trade somebody, why don't you let them know? Like, you're going to trade them anyway. So they're a man. Be uh be transparent about it and let them know. Hey, we're shopping you, and you know we're we're probably gonna get rid of you. I think that would be a completely different situation then. Yeah, and I, there's respect. It's like okay, we're in a business. Yeah, and I, I was. It's funny that you bring that up because I think to me you hear everybody talks about in every sport. You know, they go from that co- collegiate level or in basketball sometimes just that high school or mm-hmm. what have you, and then there's that year where they finally found out. I know the business, you know? Mm-hmm, right. And at the end of the day, I mean, and I, I love that you use the word transparency. I mean, I as, I mean, let's put ourselves in that mm-hmm. position. Tell if me you, what's up. Yeah, tell me <laughs> what's going on. I would rather you tell me exactly straight up how it is yeah. rather than kind of pussyfoot around where it's, where now there's this uncertainty. Now there's this new narrative that people are creating. And now I have to kind of step up for myself and mm-hmm. say, no, screw this. This is what I'm going to say. Right. And it just... I mean, the whole situation is just kind of screwed. Like, he doesn't get to play because they're trying to, like you said, shop him around. And, I mean, in basketball, too, I mean, like, who's to say, and again, I'm not the biggest basketball fan in the world, but if I'm a team that potentially wants him and I see that he's not playing, who's to say in my mind that he might be hurt or something? Mm -hmm. Like, maybe he's nursing something and they're trying to 
they're trying to save him so he actually looks better for the trade. Yeah. You know, and it can kind of hinder. I mean, shit, it might hinder his check. Yeah. You know? Right. I mean, and you know, with the transparency, I'm going to move it actually to baseball now. So it, this is it affects all sports though because you know guys are traded. Like that's it's a part of sports business in yes. general because your contracts are utilized in that manner. It just happens to be with human beings. And uh, But I'm thinking of uh, the trade deadline like three years ago and uh, Wilmer Flores of the Mets. He, cause Twitter became, you know, a big thing. And yes. You can find out things at a drop of a hat these days. And he's at like shortstop and it's the fourth inning and he thinks he got traded or something. He had been with the organization since he was like 16 years old. So he just started breaking down like during the game. Like, yeah. Like a grown man. So that's what my problem is, is like these people are still humans, you know, so mm-hmm. ended up not being traded, but it just, it's a psychological thing that if you are letting them know, you know, the trade deadline's coming up, Wilmer, I don't know what's going to happen, but just know your names and talks. At least he's somewhat prepared for that rather than, all right, uh, you're in Montreal now, you know, and it's like, see ya. Yeah. And I, I mean, also just to kind of like hint on that as well is, Something that I think Green even said was it's a pain in the ass when you find out a trade through Twitter mm-hmm. yeah. or you find out like I think that's how it's you Darvish the, actually found out he was coming to San Diego. It's on an North. evening night news and look yeah. it, it, media is so vast and you brought up Twitter like if there's a hint of something happening it's going it. on They'll Twitter yeah. and as long as it's I hate to say this as long as it's been fact checked at least by two or three guys Nine times out of ten, it's going to happen. And I think mm-hmm. as a player, you know, that sucks. I mean, For to sure. hear, if I'm getting traded, I don't want to hear it from Twitter. I want to hear it from the guy that's immediately, the trade. or whoever it is, whoever whoever that individual is, you have the responsibility of your of your client mm-hmm. or of your player Warrior, yeah. to say, do not release this. You can say it as, you know, till you're blue in the face. Do not release this until he's been contacted yeah. with now you're gonna get that guy that's like, oh shit, I'm trying to make a name for myself. Like, let me get this out. You yeah, know? sure. But I mean, I mean, I would hate that. I would yeah. be so pissed. I, I think right when you make the trade, give the guy a call and bring him in. Tell him why. Tell him. You and know, who's to say as that? Simple as it is, be like, hey, I didn't think you were good enough for this team anymore. Even if that's the truth, like, I don't know. I think it's just better that way. And who's to say that didn't happen? And you know, I mean, you just said it earlier. Like, Twitter is so fast, mm-hmm. vast, and quick with information. I mean. Typing it and on a phone call, you literally can be on the phone and typing it out, you know. Mm-hmm. And but I think there's this huge stigma of like we all need to know it. Like he's well, just immediately, a, yeah. yes, it's immediate gratification and something that I kind of think of when you want, went into like baseball and things like that mm-hmm. is you know I thought of the movie Moneyball and like how they were talking about like mm-hmm. hey you need to go tell this guy that he's trading. Right. He goes I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um. And I'm in my mind I'm going that's the business bro like you know brad pitt portrayed billy bean in this scene of saying just like look this is what's going on we're gonna trade you yeah yeah and and you know just the fact of don't don't bleed it out just tell me because at the end of the Mm -hmm. day the player understands what's going on yeah i mean he understands the cut and dry nature but you gotta let him know um and i you know it was just an interesting point that draymond brought up you know there's i don't think there's a right or wrong way to think about it it's just i do like when players speak up about um stuff they feel that is wrong or whatever because yes. otherwise i mean i mean from where sports was maybe like 25 years ago to where sports is now i think players have way more say in what they're, they do and where they play and they're utilizing they're utilizing their platform that they've been granted yeah. by their play right 
and I, I, think, I love that. Yeah, I think 50 years ago, probably people were more so like, you you signed to play the team. Shut up and team. play. Yeah, and now it's more, you have more say because it's just, I don't know, it's that uh, type of thing. That goes with how much influence that a player has on fans. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, you, you know, we may have not been anybody's fan before that, but if they speak up against something, yeah, sure. or if even if they just talk about what's going on, Oh, it provides the fan that insight that we don't have. Yeah. And then and that we know, want. they'll try to like hush that down, the top, you know, top dogs. But it shows you like what's actually going on here. It's like, hey, I'm not an actual asshole here. Like they're, you know, jockeying me around. They're yeah. telling me they're trading me everywhere. You know, and that's stuff that the casual fan like probably wouldn't hear. Yeah, I think it was just a great I think it's it was a great topic to bring up because it's affected not only the NBA, but it's got facets into so many other sports. And it probably affects anyone who's been traded and they either just wear it or, you know, they just don't talk about it. So And who's know. to say now? Although how to... I dislike Draymond Green a lot. On the court. <laughs> on the court. Cause he's just allowed, you know, he's just always talking on the court. Whatever. But in this instance I appreciate uh, his candor, if you will. So those are the topics of the week. Now Degenerate City. Let's update our scoreboard. Uh, you know, I'm the only one who placed a bet thus far. All right, calm down. And did it go well? No. No, it did not. See, there you go. I bet on the Lakers. Lakers. Did I, you know, anytime you bet on your own team, disaster strikes. But I continue to do it. They were a minus three and a half at Denver. Absolutely got their ass up one. And Anthony Davis got hurt number two. And that's just a classic... Oh, I bet on the game, and like now this just horrible thing has to happen. Oh, I mean that's what that's so, you. Yeah, you know that was a quick twenty-two for twenty gone. So I lost twenty-two bucks. I'm at one seventy-eight. McCardle's still at two hundred, and you know I'm looking he's, right he's now. He's, you know I got a lot goes, of other things on my plate. I, I already have my two picks ready. He goes, oh, I don't, I don't know what I got yet. And I go, well, I guess you can scroll while we're while we're here. Doing we go. It. Take your time. I'm going it's, to because I. <laughs> I was I see him Ill on college pre- basketball. It's, I was you know. ill prepared. <laughs> so tonight, it's Wednesday the seventeenth. I'm going with the Clippers alternate line minus four and a half, and they're at plus two twenty five. There. See, this guy bets a little too much because I don't even know what the hell alternate line means. Well, it means that you get different odds because the actual the real odds are oh shit the okay. Jazz minus. I think it's five uh-huh. so they think the jazz are gonna win yeah. but if you bet the other way of the clippers winning the game then they give you that but you line. have that line but instead of it being minus like 350 it's plus 225 so i get 20 i get two more dollars if it happens oh ah, see see that and that's that's just betting jargon right there you there. go because <laughs> i have minimal numbers numbers <laughs> so i'm taking the clippers minus four and a half over the first place jazz so that's a strange pick to be honest with you but sometimes strange is what works going forward to monday and you know i might bet in between who's yeah, gonna say no he's a degenerate it's, it's fictional money anyway it is <laughs> I'm, but I'm, I'm over here i bet like very casually yeah. this guy's got it like I mean, in his blood want, right no that's true it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of creepy if anybody has a pamphlet i'd love to give it yeah to well if it becomes real money then we can you know we can talk about problems and such <laughs> True. Uh, Monday, I got chapstick. By the way, uh, Burt's Bees, our first ad. <laughs> Sponsor us, please. Um, I'm taking the Jazz 
hasn't even they haven't even put out a line yet versus the Hornets, but I'm in. So whatever uh that line is, I'll honor it and I'm taking the Jazz, just uh the spread. All right, so I'm taking the Nets on Sunday. Brooklyn Nets? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, same situation because they haven't put a line out either. For how much? Mm, feeling nasty. <laughs> what does that mean? Loved, loved, I just wanted to say, you know, I just wanted to see I was your waiting. Experience. I was. I'll probably put 50 on it. Wow. Okay. He's coming out the gates hot. Yeah. It's going to be a good game. So, so you want the spread or the money line? Mm, I'll take the spread. Okay. Nets with the spread. And we will see. I'm also going to take, I'll probably take Utah for 20 bucks. I just think it'll be a nice, I mean, so the game, look, a guy that watches basketball very casually, not, you know, bleeding basketball over here. He's a huge basketball guy. Again, I'm a casual basketball guy. That probably gives you a better shot to win, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got a lot of integral things going on. Yeah, that wasn't even a word. Wasn't even a word. And he just has, you know. He's got a lot more You're info. You're giving me too much credit is the problem. Well, I lost my first bet. Okay, so. but still, you put one bet well, it's down. Like, it's not like you put eight down. You know, you put one. Well, we got three now. Okay, well. So we got two Yeah, you are, you are moving a little too quick. Right? <laughs> I know. <I'm>, <laughs> yep. Um, but, but yeah, uh, somebody that just casually watches basketball, I mean. You like the Nets? So why do you like the Nets? I, I just like the Nets because. Numbers. Why do you like shit? I don't know. I just To me, the Clippers and the Nets, I already think. Who are they playing? Does it matter? Who? The Nets. No, it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. I, again, you just, you just saw their playing. Yeah, right? and I was like, oh shit, it's going to be. I know that it's you know they're two good teams. One, I like that. You know, it just when I like again casual basketball guy. If it's a big team with teams that I know that are good, why not put money on it? Right? It's not going to be making you me are, a, well. It's not going to make me a lot of money. Kyrie but, Irving and Kevin Durant are hurt right now. Kevin Durant might play. Mm-hmm. I don't think Kyrie will play. Still in. Sure. Still in. I, I love the resiliency. I'm not going to back down from something I already fucking said. <laughs> Are you serious? Um, You've known me I, for how long? Yeah, what the hell is that happening? No, it was on brand. It okay, was on brand. A classic. I took the clips because... Oh, God. <laughs> just... I, it was. It's, sometimes you just throw in some weird stuff because... Uh, Utah's hot, really hot right now. Mm-hmm. And they got to lose eventually. Clippers are still a good team. Went that way with it. Uh, and then I'm going to double down and say Utah's going to get back on track. So I'm going to bet on them on Monday. That's my thought process anyway. Yeah, he's way more invested than I am. I create a <laughs> betting universe that makes sense to me. And you know and what? I try to put that into motion. Now, I think that's probably similar. Let me say <laughs> Let me say this. I have a lot of respect for that. Right. Because I'm over here like, well, fuck it. Just throw it out and there. <laughs> <laughs> right. And we'll see the profit if, if my storybook ending happens or... I will say, it's a, pro- this, it's a grind. It is it's a grind. I, I will say this for a guy that casually bets on games and a guy that like again, you know, you guys hear this a lot from me. Casual, casual, get you know, <laughs> deal with it. It's casual guy. Yeah, that's right. It's casual Friday, <laughs> all the time, baby. <laughs> um, but I will say, respect that you brought it in. Um, yeah, yeah. The know, scoreboard's I, great. We're gonna you. get a freaking whiteboard. Yes, and uh, but shout uh, out to Dog Downing. I was about to say shout out to you know, Senor Downing. But I will say, I appreciate it because I'm not that... Right. No, we're going to get you in. Yes. And it's, I a, don't... it's a good way to get you in, too, because you're not actually... A no, de- and I don't, no, and I don't know that much about, like, what the hell did you say? Inversion? What is it? <laughs> what did you say? Alternate. Oh, there Alternate. we go. <laughs> Inversion. Inversion. <laughs> now, that's a, that's a science bet. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I don't even know what the hell that means. So, for the people that absolutely have no idea what betting consists of, yeah, we just learned a new word. To that and it's not inversion. are more on my shit, so. Yeah, but I love it. It's going to be cool. Excited to see me maybe win some money. Rick as well. Um, yeah, man. We'll see what happens. Uh, for episode seven, Sports Banter out. out.